You are listening to Rock and Roll Flashback with your hosts, Jumpin' John McDermott and Bill Price. Welcome to Rock and Roll Flashback. I'm Jumpin' John, and we'll be looking back at some of rock and roll's greatest artists, songs, and stories. Today we will focus on the second big British invasion band to hit America's shores in 1964, the Dave Clark Five. I dedicate this podcast to the memory of Sally Lehman McDermott. Sally was my beloved lifetime partner, my best friend for 50 years, and my soulmate. Before we met, Sally and I had both been fans of the Dave Clark Five. Sally particularly liked saxophonist Dennis Payton. I was attracted to the heavy beat and the loud instrumentation of the band. The Dave Clark Five, who were sometimes called the DC Five, were an English band formed in Tottenham in 1958. In January 1964, they had their first UK top 10 single, Glad All Over, which knocked the Beatles' I Want to Hold Your Hand off the top of the UK singles chart. It peaked at number six in the United States in April 1964. Although this was their only UK number one, they eventually topped the U.S. chart on Christmas Day 1965 with their cover of Bobby Day's Over and Over. Ironically, that tune only peaked at number 45 in the UK. Following just after the Beatles, the DC-5 were the second group of the British invasion to appear on CBS's The Ed Sullivan Show in the United States. They appeared on the show for two weeks in March 1964, following the Beatles' three weeks the previous month. The Dave Clark Five would appear more times on Ed Sullivan than any other band, 18 appearances. In May 1964, they became the first British invasion band to do a full-scale sellout tour of the USA. They would eventually do six complete North American tours. The Dave Clark Five was the first band to have their own private plane, which bore the DC-5 insignia that the group often was fondly referred to. The Dave Clark Five were one of the most commercially successful acts of the British invasion, releasing 17 top 40 U.S. Billboard hits. They had 12 top 40 hits in the U.K. The band's trajectory of fame was very rapid. Lead singer Mike Smith said that the day before the band first appeared on The Ed Sullivan Show, he had never left England, never been on a plane, never had stayed in a hotel, and never had seen a limousine. The DC-5 was briefly considered to be serious rivals of the Beatles, and he eventually sold over 100 million records. However, as musical tastes moved audiences from AM to FM radio, the band never really transitioned from simple pop tunes to a more complex form of music, and the group disbanded in early 1970. While the band was known for their melodic tunes with nice harmonies, they were never considered to be hip. In March 2008, 44 years after their first arrival in the U.S., the Dave Clark Five was inducted by Tom Hanks into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Before making it big with the band, Dave Clark was an extra and a stuntman in films starring Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton, the VIPs, and Peter Sellers, Pink Panther, A Shot in the Dark. 
As I mentioned earlier, the DC-5 had its origins in 1958 as the backing musicians for North London vocalist Stan Saxon. Dave Clark on drums and Rick Huxley on guitar were part of that backing group. After a few lineup changes, by 1962, they were making their home in the South Grove Youth Club in Tottenham, District of London. The classic band finally consisted of Dave Clark on drums, Rick Huxley moving to bass, Lenny Davidson on lead guitar, Dennis Payton on tenor and Barry saxophone and harmonica and second guitar, and Mike Smith on keyboards and main vocals. On some songs, all band members added backing vocals. Dave Clark's favorite first drum set was Trixon. Trixon drums were made in Germany until 1970. The band honed their performance skills performing first at U.S. military bases and then on the Mecca ballroom circuit. This led them to being signed by EMI. The band's early 45s were issued under the Epic label in the U.S., the result of CBS Epic Records' international distribution deal with EMI. DC-5 recordings were issued by EMI on the Columbia label in the U.K. In response to Liverpool's Mersey Beat sound, the Dave Clark Five were promoted as the vanguard of the Tottenham sound. Thanks to engineer Adrian Carriage at Lansdowne Studios, they featured an often loud and forceful production style driven by Clark's punchy stomping drums, Peyton's gravelly saxophone, and Smith's belting leathery vocals. The sound was riveting, blasting the airwaves with the heavy thump, thump, thump of Clark's drums and the deep growl of Peyton's baritone sax and Smith's throaty lead vocals, all accentuated by high-volume recording and often supplemented with heavy reverb. It was hard to ignore the foot-stomping intro of bits and pieces on even the smallest transistor radio. Seeing the success of the Beatles' 1964 film, A Hard Day's Night, the DC-5 released a film, Catch Us If You Can, in 1965. The film was released in the United States under a different title, Having a Wild Weekend. It is interesting to note that in the film, Dave Clark and the rest of the band members play stuntmen. In 1965, Epic Records had a Dave Clark Five fan club with 500,000 members and also had a fan club for Dave Clark's dog, Spike. The Spike Clark fan club had over 50,000 fans. A hairstyle, the Dave Clark Spike, was named for the dog. Dave Clark shrewdly made business deals that allowed him to produce the band's recordings, giving him royalties greater than other acts and giving him control of the master recordings. Songwriting credits for the band's original material went to Clark or more often to the team of Clark and Mike Smith. Between 1978 and 1993, none of their music was available to be purchased in any commercial format due to rights holder Clark declining to license the band's recordings. Since 1993, Clark has gradually released some material. On a personal note, Sally and I had to wait until 1993 to find a CD of Dave Clark Five Tunes. That year, Dave digitally remastered 50 songs 
for Disney's Hollywood Records and released them in a two-disc CD called The History of the Dave Clark Five. In 2019, almost the entire catalog for the band, including all of the original 1960s studio albums, became available on Spotify for the first time. The Dave Clark Five's wide range of fans include diverse music legends, film stars, and celebrities you wouldn't expect to find at the same record-playing party. Here are a few famous fan comments. Sir Lawrence Olivier on the band's fame. Dave Clark Five, for Christ's sake, they're as huge, as well-known as the English Dictionary. Gene Simmons of Kiss on the inspiration. It connected with me. It was sort of modern electric church, and I just wanted to go yell hallelujah. Bruce Springsteen on the nasty sound. The thing that people have kind of missed in reference to the Dave Clark Five is those were big, powerful, nasty-sounding records, man. Bigger, a much bigger sound than, say, the Stones or the Beatles. Tom Hanks, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction speech for the Dave Clark Five. The band's true product was joy, unparalleled, unstoppable, undeniable joy. The joy to be alive, the joy to be young. Elton John on Dave Clark. He is an absolutely stone-cold genius. Dionne Warwick on fashion style. I loved the way they dressed. The French sort of shirts and boots, it was sharp, really sharp. Fashion model Twiggy on The Crushes. It was always a big competition in schools about the fight about the Beatles and the Dave Clark Five and who the girls liked, and you'd have names carved at your desks and things. Ozzy Osbourne on Getting Chills. I wanted to be a member of the Dave Clark Five. I remember being at the school dance and Glad All Over came on, and every time they went, and I'm feeling boom, boom, it sent chills up my spine. Whoopi Goldberg on being a fan. As a kid, it was a gift from another country that was actually meant for me. I had this great poster, and for some reason, I thought Dave Clark could see me through the poster, that he would know that I was a huge fan. Sir Ian McKellen on Sex Appeal. I mean, sex was a big part of it, and the look of the Dave Clark Five, yeah, they all shaved, didn't they? They clearly shampooed, or somebody shampooed for them. So, what is the backstory behind the hit song, Glad All Over? Glad All Over, written by Dave Clark and Mike Smith, became the Dave Clark Five's first big hit. As mentioned earlier, it was so massively successful that it managed to knock out the Beatles' I Want to Hold Your Hand, from the UK top spot, which in turn fueled the DC-5 and Fab Four rivalry. By charting at number six in the US, it was the first British invasion hit in the US by a group other than the Beatles. The song was number one in Ireland, number three in Australia, number two in Canada, number four in the Netherlands, and number 16 in Germany. For the year 1964, it ended up finishing second to I Want to Hold Your Hand in the UK, and by the end of 1964, around 1 million UK singles had sold for the two-year period. Aside from the call-and-response pattern, 
The song features a saxophone line under the whole song and a thumping drum sound developed by engineer Adrian Carriage at Lansdowne Studios. Smith got the idea for the title when he came across the Carl Perkins song, Glad All Over. As quoted in John Kuttner and Spencer Lee's book, 1000 UK Number One Hits, Smith said, We had lost out on Do You Love Me to Brian Poole, and so Dave Clark thought we could or should do an original. He asked me to come up with something, and I looked through my record collection for a suitable title. For the record, Brian Poole in the Tremolo's version of Do You Love Me had gone to number one in the UK earlier that year. Clark added, I knew that we needed a song with the thumps in. We had been playing dance halls and we were getting great audience response to the stomping things we were doing. Clark revealed that it didn't take them long to write this classic hit saying, the best songs are the ones you seem to do very quickly. It was a great hook and a very simple one. So how about those 17 top 40 U.S. hits? Here they are by year released song title and how high they peaked in the U.S. charts. 1963, Do You Love Me? Number 11. 1963, Glad All Over? Number 6. 1964, Bits and Pieces? Number 4. 1964, Can't You See That She's Mine? Number 4. 1964, Because? Number three, 1964, Everybody Knows, number 15. 1964, Any Way You Want It, number 14. 1965, Come Home, number 14. 1965, Reelin' and Rockin', number 23. 1965, I Like It Like That, number 7. 1965, Catch Us If You Can, number four. 1965, Over and Over, number one. 1966, At The Scene, number 18. 1966, Try Too Hard, number 12. 1966, Please Tell Me Why, number 28. 1967, you Must Have Been a Beautiful Baby, number 35. In 1967, You Got What It Takes, number 7. This has been Rock and Roll Flashback, a look at the Dave Clark Five. I'm Jumpin' John McDermott. And until next time, rock on, rock on, rock on, rock on, rock on, rock on. Rock on.